now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. The broadcast is live. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for pausing your day and coming in. And I'm going to move some stuff around because I just realized everything is behind me here. I'm Yolanda. She is Angela. And this is Leading Women Weekly check-in where we stop and we talk about how we're doing how are you doing how are you doing angela i'm doing okay i i'm doing look i'm alive i'm i'm well i'm good there we go and we just went live on not only on facebook but also we're over on twitter and of course that means periscope or periscope and of course that means twitter and then i'm looking around for a device uh, to share uh, I, already, I think it's my I, hair a little I, think, bit. I think it uses those shares. I hope so, because I don't need to add another thing that I need to do. <laughs> All right. So we are on Periscope, correct? Okay, I'm pulling good. up Periscope. I'm like, I'm pulling up Periscope. And um, I mean, I'm looking around. I guess I'll grab the iPad here. Let me see. The iPad is within reach. I don't know that it's charged at all. Uh, let's see. I'll grab that. And hopefully I don't flash anybody trying to do this dress I got on today. Oh, good. iPad is alive. Look, it's like asking me, what do you want? Okay. So, Leading Women Weekly. Uh, Angela and I came together a little over a year ago. Um, we went to see Michelle Obama, which actually was exactly pretty much last week was a year yeah, yeah. Uh, ago. And uh, it was the most amazing experience. Leading up to it, we decided that we would explore Michelle Obama's book. So, then we decided we'd become a podcast and I think for all of us we're all Angela in a consummate state of becoming because it just seems like we just never really arrive at a place and get to stay there too long we always mm -hmm. end up continuously evolving and so now uh, I know for me I am becoming a soap maker so there's another becoming and if you asked me before quarantine if that was going to be a thing I no it wasn't uh, I was actually becoming a, a lemonade stand and then uh, the lemonade supplies kind of dried up um, when we went through the panic buying and the you know life changed and so mm -hmm. I said okay what am I going to do uh, I then said yes to a couple of virtual speaking opportunities one of which was at a soap makers conference, the very first virtual soap makers conference. And I gave them the best of me and they gave me the best of them. Um, two days, 14 speakers, and lo and behold, here I am now making soap. Uh, I'll reach over. And that went all of the soap. I did grab one. <laughs> Literally all of the soap went. Oh, no. Uh -oh, there, no. Look, there's a camera. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those days. Because <laughs> I'm trying to use this, these headphones as opposed to my AirPods because I can't tell what sounds best. Yes, you guys are broadcasting from my kitchen sink. Uh, but anyway, um, I will say, Angela, I held my soft opening, uh, launched the website. Well, actually, I already had a website, of course, you know. I had a website for mm. a number of years. And uh, I, add, I had a store on the site. Everybody wants to know about your merch, right? Right. And so I added the soap. Um, and we have an official date of June 1st. But we decided to do, since Memorial Day is coming up, to go ahead and 
do a soft launch. And we had a couple of items that actually sold out. So I'm excited about That's that. That's exciting. Yay. I, I got my first uh, testimony today where somebody posted their unboxing. So <gasps> that is was oh, exciting as well. And I also yeah. got my first report of how people actually felt about engaging with the site. Um, and I learned a lot about the behaviors of online um, shoppers. And we'll talk about that more. Um, three topics we're going to have today, Angela and I, um, will be learning, earning, and burning. What are those burning topics of the week? Uh, what, are we, what are we learning this week as well as uh, how are we earning? So we'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more in the earning. Uh, and I'm going to kind of reset over here while Angela takes you guys into a little bit more about leading women weekly. Yep. Hi, everybody. And I was looking away as right as she's saying this, as I'm trying to share this, and my computer screen went blank. Anyway, <laughs> that, I such, know. Is, such is why I'm trying to get, I've got my little, got my little setup here. I'm trying to follow Yolanda's lead. Dryer Buzz has been not my, Not today. Has been doing a lot for a long time. So I've got my three devices here. Got one on an arm, the one that I'm actually broadcasting from. I've got a laptop in front of me so that I can see what it looks like, plus so I can re read comments. And then we're also on Periscope. So I have a third device, which is logged into Periscope, so I can monitor Periscope. And we have someone joining us on Periscope. Um, Yutso, Y-U-S-T-U, joined. And one of the things that I did not get done before quarantine was get my eyeglasses, uh, my prescription improved. So I'm like, I can't say anything. So if I bum, if I bungle your name, please forgive me. Uh, that's not, it's because I can't see. <laughs> so yeah, so this is Leading Women Weekly and we really focus on issues related to women and how women are, t are exercising leadership, how they're looking to be leaders, how they are following, because you don't have leadership without followership, right? You have their leaders have to have followers, followers have leaders, and there's nothing wrong with being a follower. All leaders should have something that they follow, mm -hmm. right? And so then, and we also look at challenges to leadership. So um, that's, that's what we're doing today. And we have the fabulous dryer buzz, Yolanda Lattimore, who is constantly <laughs> organically moving into new things. You know, I like mm -hmm. to talk about the pivot. You, if, I, if I'm ever going to write my pivot book, right, which I should, exactly. I, would have to, I would have to talk about that there are different kinds of pivots, right? Mm -hmm. There's a hard pivot, right? Yes. And it's yes. like where, where, some, where it's like something is in your way and you have to you slam brakes and you turn fast, right? And I just think about the pivot of basketball and I am not a sports person. I am not a sports games person, but I I've seen enough basketball, right? It's like that, you know, you think about someone just turning in the squeak of the shoe, right? That they, mm -hmm. they, oh, yeah. they stop and it squeaks and they, they move. And it's, there's a sound to that pivot. That's a hard pivot. There's also a gradual pivot, which is a slower pivot, which is where you start making, you, you know, something, you know, you need to move, right? It's like a sprinkler like a sprinkler head, right? And so you start, it starts, you're looking for the direction of the pivot. You know a pivot is coming, right? And you have to figure out where it is. This defensive driving, it's scanning the horizon and looking for where do I need to make a turn? Is my exit here? Is it, is it there, right? And so 
I think Yolanda is excellent at this sort of anticipatory pivot of saying, hmm, I need to keep my eyes open constantly, scanning the horizon, scanning the horizon, scanning the horizon. And when something isn't working, to be able to make that move quickly enough, rather than just staying stuck in one place, right. is to say, okay, let me go check this out. And so I was just thinking about that this morning, thinking about in, in preparation of this, you know, how many different platforms I've had an opportunity to experience because Yolanda has said, let's try it, right? She's So you are constantly, I'm talking about your life, you're not here. You are constantly, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about Yolanda like she's not here. Um, you're constantly looking and trying. And that is an, another type of pivot, right? Mm -hmm. And that actually is very much about have about looping in your intuition, right? right Being in right. your intuitive experience, looking, you know, being able to take time. Sometimes you just got to move, right? Because, it, you know, it's, it, you know, slam brakes, swerve to miss the truck in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. But when you can do this, when you can do this, the slower pivot, it feels less, it's less anxiety producing. And a lot of times things just naturally unfold to where it feels effortless. There can be a very effortful pivot, but it can almost be an effortless pivot where you just like, you're talking about the process. I, I think this process of how you've gone from lemonade to soap is so interesting because there's a lot of steps, right? But all mm -hmm. of them just seemed logical as you were going through them. You're like, well, this just seems like the next logical step, right? It right. wasn't like you had to sit and, and, you know, furrow your brow. And sometimes if we're in that space of furrowing our brow and trying to figure out what's next, it, you need to, it's called open focus. Instead of a narrow focus, you need that wider focus, kind of blurry eyed, you know, like you're looking at one of those 3D paintings. You just need to open your perspective and it actually will come into view very easily because it's just, if you're like this, what you need may be right out of your view. So that's. I don't know if that's even what we're talking about, but that's what that, that is that's exactly what, what we're talking about. And because I had to have that conversation yesterday morning, I had a 5 a.m. And you know, me, I'm always posting like, if you're awake, uh, who's awake with me? And I had mm -hmm. that 5 a.m. conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's literally like, even from moving from lemonade to soap, or even after I did the soft lunch of the soap, there were some things that I needed to do. And it's, and I talked about it this morning on the how to get out of bed podcast, you know, there's a problem and there's a solution. And I love that there's a TikTok video where people go from, you know, point A to point B. And then there's the one where they do the zigzag, like a person uh -huh. is doing all this, trying to get to point B. I am that person. I can quickly go on to the next step as mm -hmm. long as the next step resolves the issue or the, or the problem or so forth. And so that for me because even after I did the soap thing and one of the things this weekend we did the launch um, and I got the report on how people were engaged with the site, you know, and it, we're engaging and so forth. And it was 50, 50, 50, mm -hmm. 50, 50% were okay with the shipping options. 50% stopped like, Whoa, mm. you know, what's up with these shipping options. And so I had to spend yesterday and today, learning about and, and looking at and reworking the numbers on, you know, trying to come up with a shipping deal and, and so forth and so on. And I'm telling you, and again, it's like you said, how fast can you pivot? Think about that basketball player. And when you hear that sneaker, it's like, cause you know, in basketball and in all the sports, there is the plan, you mm -hmm. know, but then look how much they have to adapt. And so I'm, I'm going to think about that now. 
every time I watch basketball and I hear those sneakers because you know they want to drive it what drive drive down drive the straight lane, through drive down the say. middle right yeah they want to drive down the lane but then here comes the defense you know mm-hmm. if you think about the person that has the ball being the offense and then here comes the defense and you've got to quickly you know think think of something else unless you anticipate it you know all these things and I can't imagine in every play on every every basket that everything is anticipated there were mm-hmm. things that I didn't anticipate in in this even though there are many people that I follow who are mentoring me through this make it look so easy mm-hmm. you know like hey and like you said naturally and organically one of the things I said about even learning soap making there are some steps in the process that I need to hurry up and become organic because and we were talking about this in the soap group you know, there are those of us that are still having to check off, you know, need a list. We got to check off each and every step. And then you watch some, they just like comfortably go right on through the process, no matter how they have to switch it up. There are those of us that have to go back to the huddle, you know, that mm-hmm. first down, let's go switch to basketball. The first down, second down, third down, the fourth down, because if it doesn't work on the first try, at least you do get another try. Right. And it's how well you adapt to something not working. And looking for, because there are people who say, oh, it didn't work. I, I can't do it. You know, we, we've dealt mm-hmm. with those kind of people all the time. Just can't, won't do that. It doesn't yeah. work. But then yeah. there are those quickly go back to the drawing board or get with their team or get with their, you know, I got in the inbox with my mentor and I said, okay, listen, you know, I, you know, if you'd asked me 30 days ago, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with problems that I never thought anyone really problems. I'm, it's learning curves, I guess I would say, that. I didn't think I had, I wouldn't have thought I had 30 days ago, pre, pre COVID, pre quarantine, mm-hmm. you know, I was going in an entirely different direction, but I'm that person that willing to take all that I have learned along the way and all the steps and apply it to the next thing, you know, and believing it's so, and, and knowing it's okay to try something else. It's okay to try a plan B. You know, mm-hmm. there are those, they're playing A all day. I have two kids, uh, thanks to numerology, that are playing A. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. You know, and, and but that works for them because they are that dedicated to their plan A. Right. I'm a, I'm a plan, hey, we can go all the way to Z as long mm-hmm. as we get there. And, then you know, we all, but you have to take time to discover. If you get, are moving through this life, and you've yet to figure out who you are. And I'm going to tell you, I lived this long to know this much. I didn't know this stuff all along the way. Um, naturally, I've adapted to a lot of things, you know, but I didn't know all of this then. And if, But you have to be willing to ask. And ask and repeat is what I called my mm-hmm. episode today. Ask, you know, repeat. Go back. Ask again. As much as it takes to get you to learn a thing so that you can do a thing so that you can be a thing. Um, you've got to be willing to do that, the learning process, you know, and all of this. And, and I hope that we are still going. I think we are since we got viewers and uh, some likes and I'm checking on the comments guys do leave a comment to let us know. You can see and hear us. I see my connection is back, but I, I think we are going. So also is on the learning tab of this conversation. Let, uh, so, so repeat what our, our graduates. Re- repeat what our three topics are: learning, learning, earning, earning and burning, burning. topics, and okay. then how it affects women. So yeah. we we were talking about that, but uh, I really want to 
I'm so amazed and in awe of our, our graduates and mm-hmm. what families yeah. are doing, what schools are doing, what neighborhoods are doing, communities are doing. And I hope they're the only ones that have to experience this, but I think it also set a tone for us to have new and different celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I hope there are a lot, what I'm seeing now, even in spite of quarantine and COVID, there are some things that I really hope go forward in this. And that mm-hmm. is, again, communities embracing our young people. Mm-hmm. That's what I really love about this because we haven't seen that. Usually mm-hmm. around graduation, you're so ready to get rid of people. You know? But, oh, my God, um, watching online and even, like, you hear a roar in the neighborhood. You're like, what is that? And you see it's a mm-hmm. parade. Right. It's, uh, uh, I was coming, walking um, the neighborhood, and I kept seeing this sign. I thought it maybe was like a for sale sign but it or a politician sign. And I mm-hmm. really stopped to look at it because I was kind of annoyed that, you know, signage was there. And I really stopped to look at it. And it was a family's, uh, they'd done a sign for their graduate. Oh. And I thought, oh, my God, how cute. What are some of the things that you've seen? Uh, or And guys, let us know what are some of the things that you guys have done yes. uh, for your graduates. No, I'm I'm interested to see what people have done because, uh, you know, I, there were, I was impressed with there was I saw I saw a little clip and I didn't see where it was. I think it might have been in Talladega, Alabama. I believe it was Alabama. It was a, where, That's where around, I went to school for me. around one of the where there's a big NASCAR motor speedway. Right. And so the high Talladega school speedway, I think, I think it's Talladega. So, I, so, it was, so this was from Alabama. So it must have been Talladega. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe. So but the they for the high school graduation, they had everybody who come and ride and drive around the track. Wow. And so, and so as the, you know, as the, as the commencement, uh, as the commencement exercise, they, they got to, you know, and I'm assuming it was a family, right. And the whole mm-hmm. family's in the car and drive around the track. And I'm like, what a fantastic use of a resource that can't be used right now. And I said, I'm really hoping I can't find any footage of this. I'm going to try to find some footage of it. I'm hoping that when you, when each graduate came across the line that their, their graduation picture went up on the big screen. I mean, this could be, I mean, oh my like, God, what a, I was like, we should do this all the time. Right. It's like, cause there like, is a finish line. I'm like, it's a finish line and you're crossing the finish line. I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. There was another. And when you think about having to line up hundreds and hundreds of cars, mm-hmm. you know your motor speedway because we have a motor speedway yes. here in Georgia. That's the and I, I thought another school was doing. I know here in Georgia there was talk about doing it at the drive-in, mm-hmm. but I was thinking that's not even though they could accommodate hundreds of cars. Mm-hmm. That kind of chaotic for that little, for that space. But a yep. speedway, oh my God, that is absolutely perfect because then they would have like you said the video they would have because the video, mm-hmm. the video and, yep. and and to spread out the families and so forth a- oh. absolutely i mean i'm like i'm like that right there is just a brilliant use of resources there was another school where they had it set up outside they had like red carpet kind of a table and a table set up and the graduates their families they pulled up they they, they got out they mm-hmm. walked up they picked up their diploma off of a table and mm-hmm. i assume it's also you know there was spacing so that you wouldn't be touching other people's things there was a place to take a photograph right so the family could come up they could take mm-hmm. a photograph and get back in the car and leave and can you, know, you and- imagine if a student if they said to a student okay 
each student could have like five cars. Because <laughs> you can you imagine like trying to get together a family to, to get into those cars? Exactly. Like, hey guys, you know, school said we can only have four cars because there's always something. Where, there's always like somebody. We went to tickets. Um, there's never enough something tickets. where somebody gets left out. <laughs> there's never enough tickets. <laughs> And but now was, they're like, school said we could only have two cars yep. and, and families trying to squeeze everybody into two yep. cars. <laughs> I saw, I saw just the sweetest, uh, it was like a, it was like a sort of a combination for of prom and graduation mm. and uh, someone I follow, um, they, her daughter, you know, this, and uh, you know, graduating and had been friends with a group. I think it was five, six kids. They'd been friends since like first grade, right? Mm -hmm. And so they had all their big plans that they were going to oh. prom together and they graduation and all this kind of thing. And so, and they'd all been very faithful, right? And not mm -hmm. and staying separate. And so the, the, the families took them out to a place where there was a parking lot and they staggered themselves in parking spaces so that they could take a group picture. Oh. So they, so, you know, so they, so they had people, you know, uh, you know, uh, so they were, they, they were distanced, but they mm -hmm. sort of came into a, like a V shape so that you could get everybody into the same photograph, but stay distanced. And then the families were, were at, were off, you know, out in front of each parking space. And it was, again, it was poignant. It was touching, but I thought this let them see one another and talk and be, you know, be in proximity, but not be, you know, but staying at least six feet apart. They got a group picture, right? Uh, mm -hmm. over there, you know, to, to commemorate their shared journey through, you know, twelve years of school. And I just thought, again, it's the people are people are being clever. Like you say, I love this idea of with, with the parades. I know so many people are talking about that. Yeah, you know, they're going to have a parade down the street and honoring that it's not the same, right? Because ritual mm -hmm. exists for a reason. But right. it's, but it, but it goes, but like I say, some of these things can be very cool. What if every, t what if every graduate got to drive around a motor speedway? That would be fantastic. No. You know, maybe, I know. And maybe graduation too. parades are going to become a thing, right? Is I it, like the, I like the parades anyway. I think for any kind of celebration mm -hmm. we have coming up, I'm definitely going to think about a parade. But there was, uh, I know, what was it? Something Christian Academy held, um, uh, actual graduation they they did the they had an audience they the students marched in um and i think one i think it was either one or two students only wore masks and, mm. and and there was still some controversy but um the comments were actually so pretty nice so there were some places that still did their traditional mm -hmm. traditional graduations and i think they got a little bit of pushback from it you know again because we still don't know what's safe and, and what's not safe and and this is a forever uh learning i was listening you know i'm i, I found myself watching commercials closer now just to see who borrows you know in the marketing scheme of things and and um just seeing you know how we're embracing um quarantine and coming mm -hmm. out of quarantine and, and getting back to normal this week um, for those states. And I think what is about six or seven states that are now, well, two, we know one being mm -hmm. Georgia um, reopening. People are trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be the norm. I saw a lot of posts today where people were well, not a lot, but two that are getting uh, quite a bit of engagement where people did go out to eat and they were concerned about, you know, gloves and, and, and masks and so forth. Um, but 
the food industry never, even though it we didn't have dine in, it, it never really slowed down. And I, I just want people to be mindful of not to not to cause panic. Um, it's okay to be displeased by some things, mm-hmm. but even in in talking about how how you are displeased, keep in mind that a number of people are having to make a lot of decisions right now. So we have got to learn and talk about yes. learning. Uh, we've got to learn a little bit more tact in how we say and do things. Um, because when you think about I, I just feel like the food industry, the salon and barbershop industry, these were already places that had great restrictions on how mm-hmm. things should be handled. And so, and when you listen to what the guidelines are now, it's really pretty much how they were already operating. It's just that other things outside of that need to operate in the same bank. Go ahead. Well, and, and something to consider um, when we talk about reopening the economy, mm-hmm. the economy is us. The economy is people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that maybe it goes back to, I mean, it really goes back to the industrial goes back to the industrial revolution the onset of the industrial revolution and tailorization i won't do one of those uh but i'm like maybe it goes back to when we started calling people human resources right mm. instead of human beings but Ooh. but business Wait, give us some history on that before you go so on. so that does come out of the industrial revolution right once mm-hmm. we started having people working in factories and once they started trying to you know once once factory owners tried to start improving the speed and the efficiency of which employees worked, particularly on assembly lines. And the first method was called tailorization and Taylor being the name, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And it mm-hmm. was basically a stop, a stopwatch. How long does it take an average person to do a widget? How do we make that widget faster? And we're actually back around to that model of managing people. When you mm-hmm. look at something like the, like the delivery services, how fast are you doing it? How fast do you pick up? I was in start back before the, you know, before the, the, the pandemic, I was in a Starbucks watching their count, countdown clock in the, in the drive through line. And it made me mm-hmm. nervous to watch it go from green to yellow to red. Right. Amazon is notorious for this. It's a countdown clock. That's all the way back to factories, right? Well, we, as, as the nature of work changed, right? We mm-hmm. talked about human capital, or we use the term human capital versus like financial capital or, or real estate and property. And we eventually came to this concept of human resources, that a resource of the, of the company was a human being. When we're talking about people as capital or as resources or as numbers on a clock, right, mm-hmm. we are de- we're stripping the humanity away. And so when you start looking at we've got to re- reopen the economy, some of the there's real good research on this that actually the economy started slowing before any governor announced a closing before what was the first one? San Francisco, the Bay area were the first ones, the economy mm-hmm. had already started. People started staying home because they looked around and said, this looks scary. I think I'm mm-hmm. going to stay home. Right. I think I'll work from home. I knew people, many people I know who had kids had already pulled their kids out of school before schools closed because they started getting nervous. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. people as humans started to respond. Really the governors were following behind what was already happening so now in georgia we're oh we're going to flip a switch and turn everything back on that's not how it works we the people make the decision of of how we're going to go out what we feel safe with so i think about i'm thinking about the story you're i think you're referring to about shay i'm going to throw her name out there 
going to Burger King and there was and not having proper protective equipment. No, actually, that was there was some today because I know. Oh, I was um, thinking about Shay's yeah. experience a few days ago, and right, I and, remember know, that. And I was just like, if you want, this is to business owners. If you mm-hmm. want the economy to reopen, you have to make the consumer, the customer feel safe. I, you have to feel safe going into that place of business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you are dealing, particularly with food or hair or whatever, that where you're, where you're up close with people or up close with their food, how do you make the person that you're dealing with feel comfortable and safe? That's got, that's how you reopen your economy is when we all right. feel safe because you can't force people to go out. Right. I, I'm Mm-mm. like this. So basically get out there and spend money. Right. I see this support small business. Well, we have to feel safe. And in part, that's, there is, that's going to behoove the business owner, right? If your business is open, you've got to make people feel safe. Now, I wish we were being made to feel safe on a bigger, on a bigger scale. Larger right? scale, right and, right. and, and so we're having to educate ourselves on risk, right? And I think to your point, back to learning, we're learning what's a high risk activity, what's a low risk activity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're going to have to allow people to make decisions for themselves of what they're going to do. But to your point, mm-hmm. I want you to go back and t- then I don't know what you're referring to. I'm talking, I'm thinking about what happened well, to Shay. And I, I forgot about, I forgot about Shay's thing, but it, people need to keep in mind. I know with Shay's incident, she was reacting to the fact that she has lost family members uh, to yes. this. So you got to imagine walking around with that kind of anxiety, going into a traditional setting and thinking you were going to see something different. So I think what has to happen is, and this again goes back to the marketing of it, companies will need to let us know how they're going to proceed, you mm-hmm. know? And if if the if our food is not necessarily affected by or these things are not needed, then you need to let your customers know, not just in a heated or yes. sense, you know, or and you don't wanna you don't wanna have to respond to something, just let people know, hey, listen. This is what needs to, this is how right. this goes. This is how we're going to function. This is what our protocol, and that should be on the door, you know? Absolutely. Um, we use a hand and- washing process or we use gloves or, because you know what? I'm a person, I am afraid of the gloves. I, I, I now see the gloves and I get, I get triggered because now I'm wondering what all you have touched with those gloves. And if you're not changing them four or five times in a setting or in front of me, mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I want to see people grab the hand sanitizer or go with the soap, the soap and water. But I, I'm, I hadn't even expected that. So, but anyway, today in my neighborhood, uh, one of the restaurants, and they're still trying to decide whether or not to allow people in. Um, and they are, and it's funny because they never communicated with community, right? I'm getting a battery warning here too. Um, they never communicated with our community. And now on their page, they're, they're doing what we say. They're asking the customers, what mm-hmm. is it you're used to? What, what have you experienced? Have you, have you guys gone and are you expecting to dine in now? You know, they're telling us we've got to reopen because they've got to pay their landlord. Mm-hmm. So they've got to get back to business. Uh, and they literally asked everybody, okay, if we reopen, are you okay with dining in? What are your expectations? So, when they asked if people had actually dined out in the neighborhood, I was surprised how many people had listed. They listed all the restaurants that they had been to. And I'm like, wait, I'm, I live in the same neighborhood. I didn't even realize we were outside, right. <laughs> outside yet. 
Because Sunday, I, after we got through broadcast, mm-hmm. I was dressed for the broadcast. I was like, oh, I'm going to go have a nice dinner. Then I was like, but wait, where? Mm-hmm. But come to find out, the restaurants were open, of course, with limited seating and mm-hmm. so forth. And watching all these comments of people saying, oh, yeah, I've, I've gone here and I've gone there. Because I live in a neighborhood where there's people down out a lot, more so than they cook at home, okay? There are a number of restaurants and choices and so forth. And it's in, you know, a lot of empty nesters or whatever. But it's that this has been a down-out neighborhood. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm missing it. So watching this reaction. And then came, there were a couple of posts where people said, oh, but I went to this place and they didn't wear gloves. And the, I noticed the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Cook wasn't wearing a mask, you know, and and one lady got a response that it was a pizza place and they said, well, you know, the oven is 500 degrees and so you don't have anything to worry about. But to give that as a retort, Mm -hmm. as opposed to here's our policy, but I'm like, okay, can we just not have to cook the germs? You know, because that's what their retort was. Right, well, we cooked the germs. The oven is coming out at 500 degrees, so they're, you know, the germs are cooked off. It's like, can we give that person some talking points? Because now that particular establishment is now in a highly engaged post, and they will have to come and dial that back. So that's what I mean when I say, um, you know, that's pre reference some of this backlash to, to keep the backlash from from happening. Well, I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine who owns a salon. It's um, Authentic Beauty Studio in Sandy Springs, my friend Allison mm-hmm. Hoag. And I've known her since before she opened this space, right? So it's been about 10 years that she's had a that mm-hmm. she's had an in-person space. She's a brow artist. She's one of the top brow artists in Atlanta and she has a she has a full service salon where hairstylists rent, you know, rent chairs, have every kind of esthetician service. And she has an entire makeup studio with professional makeup artists. She gives makeup lessons. So this, of course, has hit her very hard. Mm-hmm. And she's actually been interviewed um, in national, on national media about why she did not immediately reopen. So she didn't. Mm-hmm. She could have. She didn't. She waited until uh, yesterday. Yesterday was her reopening because she wanted to make sure that her staff and her uh, that her and her customers would be protected. And so in advance of opening yesterday, she did a Facebook live where she walked through the studio, showed what it looked like, mm-hmm. showed the showed everything that was going to be done, walked through what the procedure would be when you came in. If you're coming in to get your hair done, if you're coming in to get your brows done, here's what's going to happen, right? Here's what you need. Don't bring your purse. Don't bring a coat. Please don't bring your kids. We know in the past mm. you can bring your kids. Don't bring your kids because we can't, you know, we can't have little hands everywhere. You know, you're going to stay in one place. We're not going to move you around. She went through this whole, she went through the whole thing and throughout, she said, do you have any questions? You, is there something I can talk to you about? And, but throughout the studio and she, she mm-hmm. gave credit. There was a salon, another salon owner. And I'm sorry, I can't give that woman credit who had, so who shared that some information even shared supplies with other salons and they have signs throughout that tell you exactly what you need to do what the person who's working on you is doing what the procedure is right here's what here's what's happening behind the scenes here's what we're doing to protect you here's what we're doing to protect our staff here's what we need you to do to protect the staff and to protect your fellow customers 
Right. And I'm like, I thought if you're going to open up, that's how you open up. Right. Right. And so, you know, this is, again, we, we have to, again, we have to be thinking what's going to make people, again, people are the economy. People are the right. employees. And look, I, I didn't even mention people are the, are the, we're the workers, right? We're the, and you, we you the, might be the only one to say that, you know, you might be the only one that's driving that point home, you know, and having that kind of video is something that she can always, refer, if somebody who, who questioned anything, mm-hmm. she can always refer them right back to that video without having, you know, having to say that again and again and again. But I mean, you literally, might be you... the only person to put that in perspective that this is again about the people. It's, you know, if your employees aren't comfortable, they're not going to come to work. We have no economy. If, mm. And if your employees are not informed and engaged as to why they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, why they might wear a mask if they don't feel like they need it, why they might wear gloves, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think about this, I say on Wednesdays is my day that my little errand runner comes by and she's a very mature 18. She will be 19 this summer. And she, you know, a, a just very lovely, gregarious girl. And she had um, asked me if I was bored being at home. And I have a Facebook post about this. And I was like, I'm not bored. That's an 18-year-old question. Um, You're not bored in the house, bored in the house? <laughs> no. And I'm like, that's a kid question. And also, it gave me a little panic attack because I grew up with the rule, if you got time to be bored, you got time to work. And so you never said you were bored. Like hearing somebody ask me if I was bored, I was like, I'm not bored. I'm not bored. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, the B word. You do not say you are bored. Oh, I got something for you to do, right? Mm. You are not bored. But actually, I, I got very sad. I got very emotional thinking about how much I miss people, right? And how much mm. I miss even people I don't know and seeing people. So you were not- triggered. I was. In the and I was like, I'm not, I'm not bored. I'm lonely. And I'm lonely for human, I'm, and you know, not like, not a, I mean, yeah, I mean, I am, but, but I thought it's people, right? All of this is people. So, everything. Oh, that, wait. Okay. Everything. So you haven't, people. you haven't done, you haven't, you're not, you're not doing anything as no. far as outdoors. No. I mean, I go outside, but mm-hmm. you know, and I have, I do, and I have spoken to my neighbors when they've been outside, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, at a distance. Um, mm-hmm. I have a glass front door, so you know I I talk I've, I've talked to people through the door, right? But mm-hmm. no, I'm not I'm not I have not been in a store since March 9th. Mm-hmm. So I have not been or you know, a doctor's office, nothing, right? So um, no, I'm not I'm not doing I'm not doing anything. But I do I mean it's not that I've not had I will say I have had and my sister is mm-hmm. good company. She's not she's she's you know. I'm not bored. Right. And, and, and just to say that you do have companionship. I, you know, thank God. And, but right. and see, was... I know for me, yeah. I only have a dog. And yeah. I know for me, I felt like when I, because I, I like you, I'm home a lot, you know, the whole work mm-hmm. from home. And I'm just home. Um, but I found when I did have to go out, maybe, you know, once every two weeks, I feel like my immune system mm-hmm. is suffering because I have not been in those other challenging mm-hmm. environments. And I feel like when I do go, I do feel like, like I have to fight off a germ. I kind of feel like when I get home, there's a germ on mm. me, you know, could be my mind or it could be real, you know, well, and so forth. 
But I just feel like my system yeah. is being challenged and I need to go and start engaging again. I feel like it's been too long. Well, and, and if, if, if I did not have a person who is medically fragile, right, mm-hmm. I would be going out to take walks in the park. You know, I would be taking walks in my neighborhood. I would probably mm-hmm. go to the grocery store myself, right? I, uh, so I, so I you have that other element. Because of, right. extenu- because of other circumstances. I still would not go out a lot. I would not go, you know, and hang out somewhere just mm-hmm. to hang out, right? But do you feel like the mask, and the uh, the precautions that people are taking, do you feel like it's enough? I think that I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say I don't know. Don't I think know. it's all. I think know, it's what we? I think it's what we have, right? And mm-hmm. I think we're finding more and more. It's just another reason why I'm team stay home as long as you can while they're still figuring it out. Figuring it I out, right? I think that there are. I posted something on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is public, so Angela Stalkup. It's I think it's Angela Stalkup is the you know Facebook slash Angela Stalkup. That was a really nice analysis of sort of where people have you know looking at big outbreaks, right? And and what they call infection events, right? Mm-hmm. So there was one at a, you know, like the meat packing plant, the call center, the choir, the funeral, right? And, and, and what, do we, what are we finding? So we're finding that the, your highest risk of transmission is if you are in mm-hmm. an enclosed space with people where there is talking, singing, yelling, where you're, you're putting particulate into the air, right? Mm-hmm. And where if you're inside and you're enclosed and you're there for a long time. So, you know, they say 10 minutes, like that, even if you, especially with talking because of the the amount of virus that can be transmitted, right? right. So 10 minutes is typically, but so, you know, so let's say that you're, that you're going to a funeral or, or to a church service, something that lasts for hours, right? Even Mm -hmm. there's been, there were infection incidents, incidents in restaurants and you could see where the air conditioner blew, right? Because you're sitting yeah, in a restaurant yeah. for a couple, you know, like especially where people were sitting for an hour and a half to two hours, right? So mm-hmm. where you had people that were together and it was not just the people at the table, but at the tables around them. So what we're finding, I think it's not just masks and gloves. Although to your point, the glove is, I, I knew that my caregivers were telling me this very early on, hand washing is probably more, the is, is, is the best. Because a glove mm-hmm. gives you a false sense of security. But the mask, mm-hmm. we know the mask helps, right? We know the mask helps to, you know, protect you and protect the other person. I heard mm-hmm. so I heard a doctor say, I protect you, you protect me, right? I put on the mask. Right. I protect right. you, you protect me, right? So the mask helps some. But there are things that need to be done in enclosed spaces where people are there for a long time that are mm-hmm. that we're not quite there yet but we're getting there like the plexiglass i think that's very you know where they're able to use plexiglass we're going to I have, still to, have, have to, to laugh at that plexiglass yeah i told you when i went you're to, like where is my plexiglass um right but the thing filtration. about it is the plexiglass yeah. was at the register when i literally had spent the entire time i was in the store not with a, the yeah. salesperson right right and then we went behind we went to the plexiglass that mm-hmm. separated us only when I got ready to right. ring out. And I but, was like, but we just right. spent 30 minutes See, that in each other's faces. Right. That yeah. interaction, right, mm-hmm. is a high-risk interaction, right? Even 30 minutes is not as bad as if you were working there. See, for, for the customer going into the grocery store, 
-hmm. even going into like you're talking about going into office depot or whatever Mm -hmm. It's a, it's lower than for the employee who's there all day, breathing all day. the same air, right? In the same air, and then, person after and then person. If, and then being in that same space, like the call mm -hmm. centers mm -hmm. example, which is very interesting to look at for many reasons. Somebody was there, they were sick, they were, and they didn't know they were sick. So probably at least a couple of days before they started having symptoms, they were, they could transmit the virus, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so not only were people breathing it one day, they were breathing that virus for days because every time they were coming to work, it was, they were breathing it in. They were breathing it in. And did you see the video and uh, not video, did you see the photos of one of the malls? Somebody said it was out of the country, but when you think about the malls have been closed and the mm -hmm. air supply has not been working. Um, there was a, a, a store where it showed all of the fun fungus on everything Ugh. When they went back to open yeah. the mall. Yes, yeah, I think well, I shared it or I, I commented a, on it. And there's concerns about water and Legionnaires is a, is a waterborne, can be, a, is a water, really is a waterborne disease. And mm -hmm. then if in places where the water has not been used, like the hot when water the, heaters have not been used. So or they're even gonna like have water to, fountains. They're going to have to that. clear that, right? You don't want to drink water at the store. So you know, if you're in a restaurant, we're, we're don't, seeing, don't drink the we're water. We're not seeing yeah. that. You know, so, no, and we're not. And, and so this is the other side is we're not seeing we're not seeing these things. So a lot of the things that we're doing seem to be working. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, but when you ask, so I, you know, this is way more elaborate of an answer than probably what you wanted to know of where I'm where I am in my mind. But there are things that we can do. If anything, this is all very hopeful information to me to say when we understand what the danger is then we mm -hmm. can start to reduce that risk by, for example, is air filtration circulating yeah. air, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like, you know, they tell you when you're working at your desk, get up every hour and move around. Maybe every hour you're going to have to, you know, flush the air system, mm -hmm. bring in new air. Maybe that, maybe that's enough, right? We, we just don't know yet. Right. So this is again, where we have to start making decisions because back to my statement about saying, I miss people. I'm a people person, right? Mm -hmm. But even non-people person, and human humans are social human content. Yeah. Humans are social creatures, right? If we're gonna mm -hmm. go the, the the evolutionary route, we're we're social animals, but we're social, we are made to be together. And so there is only so long that people will stay apart from other people. And we can equip people to to come back together in a safe in as safe a way as possible, the harm reduction model, mm -hmm. right? Where mm -hmm. it's you know, of course. The, the, the way, guess what? The way to never catch a disease from somebody else is to never see another human being. However, that's just not, very few people can do that, right? So, well, you know, when you, when you say that, uh, uh, when I, and now that I think about it, when you think about, because we are, people went back to work this week, okay? Mm -hmm. Literally um, went back to work. And when you think about going back to work and you're sitting there again, back into that eight hour environment, and let's say that they, why didn't the lunch hour go from an hour to an hour and a half mm -hmm. or why weren't there? And I got to, I'm going to have to plug in here. Okay. Why, why didn't the lunch hour get expanded? Why weren't there additional breaks? Why aren't mm -hmm. there? Why didn't you hear, Hey, listen, at X amount of time, we need to flush the air. And, um, and everybody needs to go outside. Change it? Yeah. Go outside. Everybody go needs refresh. to go out of the building. 
you know, but why not even, why is it we're going back to work to eight hours as opposed, especially as shift work, yes. which is where we're, we're seeing mm-hmm. some of these hot spots yeah. uh, in, in people who are doing this sh- in shift work. Why weren't the shifts like, why, why is there eight? Why did we go back to an eight hour shift as opposed to a four hour shift? Yep. We didn't even, we're not even hearing the staggering conversation mm-hmm. about this. Because it goes back to your point when you said, human resources mm-hmm. because still in this starting from the president on down we still are not getting the right respectability to the fact that we are talking about people and the lives of people and, and, and i don't i don't understand it. all right yeah, and let's, this is uh, i'm gonna get a battery i got go a battery ahead. warning go ahead so and let's um go ahead finish up no i was gonna say and this the most valuable resource to the company is the person I don't care right. what it is. There is a human being, even if it's all machines, there's a, there's a person who has to plug the machine in, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I think understanding what do we do to protect people? Keep talking. I'm going to grab my charger. Finish up okay. on that. I'll grab my charger. Yeah. So I, I think that one of the, something that's very interesting that's coming out of the research now that as we're seeing how people got sick is, um, you know, I was curious about why meat packing plants, right? Why has it been the meat packing plants that we've seen these outbreaks, right? Um, and it's because, and I've, I've actually known people who've worked in these kinds of plants and it's horrifically hard, brutal work conditions. But uh, what I did not realize is that it's loud. So if you're working in like any sort of uh, any sort of processing plant like that, it's very loud. I'm sure there are other loud mm-hmm. factory conditions mm-hmm. as well, but a lot of them may be closed right. down because they're right. essential. But the meat packing is considered essential. So because it's so loud, they yell to to communicate. So when they're in conversation on the floor, they work closely together and they yell, right? And so, so again, they are expand exp- expelling a lot of particulate. And if they wear masks, Ooh. they can't be heard. So I thought, think about how simple the solution is to that, which is some yeah. sort of communication mm-hmm. devices. Think about what pilots, helicopter, well, what helicopter pilots, if you've been, in, you know, I've never even been in one, but I've seen it. You have a soundproof headset, mm-hmm. you know, right. so that you can, so that you can hear. That's all, that's all you have to do to, to greatly mm-hmm. reduce the threat of the spread of a virus mm-hmm. of a virus in that circumstance mm-hmm. that's fixable yelling to communicate is fixable wow. right yeah so again i i, I you was know very what? curious i was to... in the post office this week mm-hmm. can you hear me i think i, can, I was in yes. the post office this week and i noticed that they had they had the hanging um and i don't even know if it was some had plexiglass mm-hmm. uh some had just a kind of a barrier that whole sneeze barrier mm-hmm. and when you're talking about somebody working on an assembly line and the fact that they're they're having a conversation if they are allowed to even talk to one another because you think about how many times have you gone out to get something and you know just because the person has a cold and they prepared something that you have and then you can because you don't catch a cold out of nowhere right right that is literally a germ that's in the air on the surface and and this is that times a thousand or whatever, right? So you know, I just don't see enough of, and I and I won't say I don't see enough of because there are those that are you know precautions are there. Mm-hmm. It's just that I just need for it to become behavior. I agree. You know, 
I just think for some behavior that second nature behavior that well, we're going to start being mindful of these things. Like I can grab my lights off wipes like right there. Exactly. You know, I've got hand sanitizer, even if it's homemade in my purse. And I knew leaving one store to the next, let me not contaminate the next store. Uh, let me leave all these germs right here. Right. Knowing not to touch, but I consider my mask just to be a filter to keep me from touching my face. Cause I can imagine, I can count how many times I yep. go to scratch, you know, and I'm like, yep. ah, you know, yep. and luckily I have the, the mask on and I wear the one that pretty much covers, you know, the, mm-hmm. the face. Um, but still your eyes are exposed and, you know, just, just, we can, we can be, we can either become germaphobes or we can just develop some nice natural habits. As Angela said, the other, you, I, you, I'm going to protect you. And you protect me. Well, and again, that comes back to some human stuff. Go ahead. And so, I just as a wrap up, because I know we need to move on to, to uh, burning, because uh, we talk about TikTok. But the, I, but think about in our lifetime what we've seen, and and things that we've had to do in the name of safety. You and I remember the Tylenol poisoning, and back in the day. If you had, you used to just unscrew the top of a bottle of, of, of aspirin or Tylenol. Keep going. Yeah. I need to switch out my And so here. that's fine. So we, as a culture, learned to deal with the fact that things needed to be sealed in plastic. And, and, you know, and now you have to have a knife to open anything. But not only did that stop poisoning. And although there, think about how few poisoners there probably were in history of, of public being poisoned. Versus how many children open bottles of medication, right, and po- and and accidentally poison themselves. And so we went from childproof lo- the childproof caps to the to the tamper resistant uh, treatment for for anything, you know, for 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 food. Exactly. And now we're so glad we have it, right? But when when we were making that transition, now we were kids, but you know, we were making the transition. There were adults that are like, this is too much trouble, right? Same thing with wearing seatbelts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody used to wear seatbelts. And, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, I know, you know, and there were people that refused to wear seatbelts. But traffic deaths are down because of... We didn't have cars. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I remember riding around holding a baby in my lap, you know, when my mom was driving. I had, a, mm-hmm. I held a ba- I held babies, you know, my siblings in my lap. <laughs> and now it's just, you're just horrified. You know, we rode around in the back of that mm-hmm. station wagon and just slid around. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, and, and there's always a, yeah, and, you know, there's always everything. a joke about we didn't have bike helmets. We didn't have this. And I'm like, yeah, but. But know, you know what? Always, somebody, people always ask me about the scar on my head, or <laughs> think of, or they talk about you know just the scars that our generation and, has but, that the next generation but there doesn't was, have. Think about this: <laughs> there was always some kid in your school who died, right? There was a kid who died exactly. in a car crash. There was a kid who died riding a bike. Oh my and god! And it's like there are children alive because of these things. So there's a reason mm-hmm. that we we have these safety measures. We got used to doing it. We'll get used to the next thing as well. All right. All right. So let's go. Let's wrap up with our with our uh, last uh, topic. And we, we covered learning and we covered earning, uh, returning back to work. And now we're going to talk about some of the burning topics. We're just going to grab one. We're going to get ready to get out of here. Uh, TikTok, uh, the course quarantine. Nobody is. I don't know a single. I don't care how do people say they're not watching TikTok. You might not be <laughs> on TikTok. But you are yeah, watching but you're TikTok seeing videos. Yeah. 
Well, TikTok was a platform with built-in discrimination, okay? First of all, let me say this, because uh, I don't want you to think there is, uh, uh, even though even many of these platforms are built by immigrants, <laughs> there is not a platform with discrimination not involved in it. Because as they yes. were talking about what's going on with TikTok, I'm like, okay, that's the same thing that went on with Twitter. So this weekend, or either this, yesterday, yesterday, um, there was a boycott. It was called the Blackout. And I know since I have been been uh, binging on TikTok, there has been this concern about videos, featured videos on what's called the For You page based on your algorithms. I don't know what it's based on, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you made it to the For You page, it means that you got the most exposure ever, right. okay? And unfortunately, <laughs> um, that the For You page, at first it was a bunch of white men, and then mm -hmm. of course white women got, you know, got a little bit of a thing. But it was very hard to see someone else of any other ethnicity of nature of things right and so uh everybody knows that black people are the most influential it is it is in social media well known that african-american culture dominates conversations influencing worldwide okay mm -hmm. and I mean, that's it is a thing because if you think about if you name your all the TikTok songs you know, besides the Tiger, besides the Carol Baskin one, right? Um, most of them are driven by black influence. But black influencers, since the beginning of social media until even now, have a very hard time. And can consider the fact that I have been a, uh, a social media influencer for the past 20, maybe 30 years, if you count other platforms. And we have a very hard time getting the numbers uh, because we have a hard time being seen. And so, um, and I wanted to grab the name, and I don't know if, Angela, if you did the research on this, but there is a hashtag, it's called Blackout. There was mm -hmm. also one Black Voices Heard, and I, I, I'm I, Black. I'm Black and something else. Um, Are you? <laughs> <laughs> and but those are the hashtags that we use, and a number of people changed their profile pic uh, to the fist, and there was a, a very aggressive uh, campaign to like and follow each other to the point that people would be seen on the For You page. It was covered in mainstream, not mainstream, cable media mm -hmm. and some other medias and so forth. And so yesterday, if you went on TikTok, your For You page, you saw a lot of black people. I was like, what? and I was to the point, I was like, wait a minute. Cause I, I, I want to see some other, not that I'm all into diversity like that. Like I, I was like, I, I like spying on everybody, right? And I realized, that, wait a minute, oh, this is the whole, this is the whole boycott uh, going on here. Because part of my editorial uh, schedule as far as blogging is sharing some of these TikToks on my other platforms where I ask people to do a buzz it or bash it or binge mm -hmm. it, cringe it, right? And I couldn't find, I was, couldn't find, a, couldn't find an array of content because this um, boycott was going on, but I, let me just say that I am in total support. Is it this hand or this hand? Or we got to go to Is it this hand? People, yeah. Right. <laughs> People uh, were saying that TikTok appeared to be Wakanda on yesterday. Oh, right, because, Wakanda, yeah. Oh, I guess yeah, I because people yeah. were aggressively liking and following. Uh, however, TikTok did fight back. Some people um, were saw punishment because they were following each other too fast. Their following grew too fast. Some people lost their privilege, some privileges as well. But let's talk about the fact that platforms 
and just like all media and medium, it's first it, it, it the first audience intended audiences. Let's go to that. Yeah. Uh, all social media platforms and and media platforms. That's not social media. All media platforms has their first audience. Their first intended audience is white males. Okay. Meaning that all of the content that's out there, the first first thought is it's for white men. And this mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that Google, Google Hangout, <laughs> Google Plus, and all of Google products fail because they build those platforms for white men. That's mm -hmm. where they go hang out. This is why white, a bunch of white men are right now on Twitch. You know, tw not everybody, you know, mainstream hasn't embraced Twitch. Is that mm -hmm. And that's where the white, white guys, the white guys are over there, right? Um, and people are still, you know, migrating to those things. I remember um, years ago, like I said, this same thing happened with Twitter. Uh, around about somewhere around about 2009 to 2012, I was voted one of the top 100 Black women on Twitter, meaning that I provided, I was voted actually one of the top 30 to and top 50 providing African American content on Twitter. Yet, for a period of maybe about five years, <laughs> you couldn't even search for me on Twitter. Wow. Okay. Even though I had an amazing following, in fact, I was punished for such because my following grew. I spoke at a national conference, my following jumped, um, and I was punished for that as opposed to praised. Okay. Right. See, there's some who get praised, there's some who get punishment. And I was basically ghosting on Twitter. You couldn't search for me, even though, unless you particularly went to my profile. This happened to a number of people. Yeah. And it was simply because. You know, we were dominating Twitter and Twitter didn't want to be perceived as a black uh, platform mm -hmm. because it, it was funding, you know, during the funding round mm -hmm. before everybody was making revenue and income, all of their money came from funding and nobody particularly funds black platforms. And I think this is something we're going to see happen with TikTok um, because, you know, uh, the, the culture is dominating over there. It's just like, it's very hard to see on TikTok. Black content, black black influencers, you know, well, black creatives, and know, for that matter. And TikTok right. actively, TikTok actively curates its content. There is there are people who are sitting in cubicles somewhere or sitting at home now, and they mm -hmm. review they review all the TikTok videos, right? Especially as they get to be popular, and they they say they do it to prevent bullying, right? So they're like mm -hmm. anybody that they think might get bullied, they don't push it. And it, so it's like if, which would be what? If you're disabled, if you are fat, if you are in any way strange, what is it, strange looking or unusual, right? They mm -hmm. said, so we're going to protect you from getting bullied. So we're not going to push your content out. Well, if you put your content online, you probably want it to be seen. That's why you're online. Mm -hmm. So I, so TikTok actively is admitted that they are looking at these videos and there are somebody somewhere who decides up vote or down vote, right? So, but it's okay that the bullies are there and, and, and enjoy the platform. Instead of saying, let's get the bullies off the platform. Get the bullies out, right. That if someone is bullying, we're going to have a zero tolerance policy that would take mm -hmm. care of it. But again, to your point, they, they call it, the, these things are, 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 are coded, right? But to your point, there's someone making decisions about the content that you see. So some, I think that's you've done, again, back to your media apartheid uh, mm -hmm. umbrella. This is also part of that. There is social media apartheid. And so understanding 
that what you're seeing may not in fact be you it, it appears to be unfiltered and wild wild west but it's not and so i think that's good i hope um the hashtag that i saw for the for that for the tiktok blackout was black voices heard is one of mm-hmm. them i just looked it up because i was like i know mm-hmm. i saw it i can't remember what it was yeah black voices and heard. Mm-hmm. so you know to say we need to hear we need to hear all you know we need to hear black voices because as you said they're actively being squelched by these right. platforms and tiktok right. is on fire like you say because of black influencers the music that people are using are from black create or most mo, most music the I music hear. the dances exactly you know and mm-hmm. and there's the whole thing about you know kids creating dances that are mostly right. that are are black and latino kids and they they're making dances that white kids then do and the platform pushes out the white kids right this is mm-hmm. back we're back to elvis i'm like can we get god can we just get past this please but the only you know <laughs> no. but apparently not and so this is where there you and, mm-hmm. and and it's the constant vigilance of it and this is where i feel deeply again mm-hmm. for for particularly, you know, people of color who have to constantly be vigilant to say, okay, I got to make sure I got to check. I got to check. I got to check. And that constant vigilance. And that's that we've talked about this many times, the vigilance of when you leave your house, right? Vigilance Mm -hmm. in your house. Um, Mm -hmm. It's stressful. It, it takes a toll. And it's like, again, do, uh, this is where I'm just like, there is no such thing as pure unadulterated capitalism, because if there was, Mm -hmm. then, all the concerns of these companies would be is where is the money? It would, you know, they're like, oh, capitalism only sees green. That's a lie. Well, see, that's a here, lie. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. People think because it's a social media platform that, you know, it's not monetized yeah. and there's no cost to it. Mm-hmm. When, let me tell you, um, again, if you look at your television, the majority of the commercials that are running right now is licensed. Uh, material that producers have gone out and found online. So there are a number of people that have been able to monetize their mm-hmm. platforms, uh, the content they put on platforms. Oh. Okay, I don't know if I, if which one of us is gone, if it's me or Yolanda. Hang on. I'm on the show. Okay. Um, uh, let me see here. Let's tell Yolanda that we lost her. Oop. Okay. I guess I'm broadcasting. <laughs> and Yolanda is not. I wonder if her battery died. I'm going to message her. So if you're still watching here, let me just send her a little message on Messenger. All right. I'm sure she's figured it out now. Um, let me see here. Uh, done. Back. Okay. Let's see. Well, if you're wondering about the platform that we're using today, we're streaming from StreamYard and this has a chat function. I'm going to see if I, if we get Yolanda back on. Well, while we're waiting, we were talking about 
gatekeeping in social media platforms and the constant vigilance of anybody who is not a white man to make sure that your content is being seen and understanding that when you are engaging these platforms that you are seeing, you know, mediated content that somebody is making decisions about what you're seeing, but that there is power in these, in creating these, you know, in creating content. And Yolanda was talking about how people are now able to get their content licensed for commercials and so forth. I'm seeing a lot of this with fan art that there are, um, uh, artists, you know, like musicians and so forth that are licensing the fan art created by their fans for t-shirts and mugs and so forth. So finally the creators of, of content that is going viral seem to be fi finding out how to, how to monetize that viral content. Um, okay. I don't know where Yolanda is. I am going to try one more little time here to see if I can, if I can find her. And otherwise I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go. Um, I was gonna say, hey, you may, you may see this. This is me. Figuring it out on the go. Done. All right, let's go back. See if I can see what we're doing. Well, and now I can't see myself. All right, there we go. Sorry that my little thing's shaky. Well, um, thank you for joining. This has been uh, Leading Women Weekly. Uh, I'm Angela Stalkup. Dryer Buzz is Yolanda Lattimore. Um, she's dropped off and, oh, here we go. Here we go. There we go. You see me? I see back. you. I see you. I was, I okay, was, sorry guys. My, I was feeling, I was feeling tired. Let me plug this in over here. Hold on. I figured something. Huh? I figured, I figured the plug okay. didn't work. And I was actually getting ready to give us Wait, the top. I plugged the wrong thing in. I was getting ready to give us our sign off. Um, it's, you know, it's two, it's uh 2.46 Eastern time. I'm going to have to go in a couple of minutes. So <gasps> if you, if you want to go ahead. We do need to go. We do need to go. But if, I want you to finish your thought. Okay, I, was, I can hear. I, I was doing a doing the sum up of it um, about I know um, I was, being able to being able to monetize creators finally being able to monetize their content. Um, oh, and just side note, I did stay on. I kept it kept broadcasting, so this is Streamyard again, yeah, giving it two thumbs that, up. But it, it I kept well, it stayed on. I was gonna end broadcast, but then I was like, no, let me just finish it up, and then I, I well, I'll try and get back on if I can't. So, um, but no, just. I don't even remember where we were um, in talking about the whole TikTok and the platforms. I'm you glad to see how the people energy, are monetizing. Uh, yeah, and, and see, that's the thing about the viewers. You you have con the consumers, those of us who consume this content mm -hmm. don't realize that many of our creators, they need to monetize. They need to cover expense of these things, especially when you see the elaborate work that goes into creating just the TikTok videos, let alone broadcast like ours you know these these this is time spent mm -hmm. and it's money spent on technology mm -hmm. and, and lighting and all those different mm -hmm. things um and but when you see the fact that uh, minority and i hate using the word minority um influencers you know they're constantly being told no when they pitch to some of these companies and then you see others you know they get millions 
Um, mm -hmm. there, there are people who have gone over to TikTok <clears throat> and only been on TikTok just a few posts and already they're at millions of followers and they're able yep. to monetize that. I mean, if you think about <clears throat> Tabitha, Tabitha, Tabitha Brown, yes. Lee, look how, yeah, look how long she was on Facebook and mm -hmm. just a few days on TikTok. Um, that because that's the number that people are looking at right now. In just a few days over there, she thought she signed. You know, she started, mm -hmm. I think, wasn't she like an actress? And then she went into the kitchen yep. uh, and started doing the videos and the family videos and was on Facebook forever. Yeah. You know, she said 20 and, years that she's been trying to get this going. So, you know, yeah. I mean, but and I look mean, at, lo and behold, <laughs> spent a couple of days uploading those same, that same content that she already has elsewhere on the TikTok. And because on TikTok, she ended up with national interviews. Mm -hmm. um, she ended up um, being covered in national newspapers. So, you know, influence jumps from one platform uh, to the other. You know, we all look at look at this as, you know, time, money well spent, time well spent. And you have to go where the influence are. One of the reasons Angela and I are trying to use this platform mm -hmm. is because, you know, there's influence in it when you up your production value. We've been, we've each been doing this ourselves, you know, for a number of years mm -hmm. and uh, just trying to get to get to a level. We can stop hearing the, the no's, you know, and so forth. Um, but I just hate that this had to come about. I, I hate when all this stuff has to come. Something that could be done so right in the beginning has to come through protest or avenging. Yes. And I'm even tired of saying pro, you notice I'm not saying protesting anymore, but avenging. It's time for us to start avenging some of these things that should just be done correctly mm -hmm. in the yep. first place. All right. I know um, we got to get out of here. We wanted to come in and check in with you guys. We talked about how we are learning and how we are earning and what were some of the, the burning topics. And of course we can't get, can't get through them all, but we'll be back with you guys on Sunday and cover some more because there's plenty of burning topics. Um, there's so many, like, like for one, your, your current president, doesn't want to do the traditional thing of hanging a photo of the previous president. Don't, 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 don't. We won't even start that. <laughs> we'll talk about that on Sunday. Okay. Is that okay, Angela? All yes. right. Have you, have you, have you released, <laughs> and have you released every, not everything? I know it makes no sense. No, no, and no. Just think about it. Here's the opportunity and I'm not going to go into, but here's the opportunity where the man could do again, Something so simply right has to be avenged. We we got to avenge it. And that just doesn't make any sense. But, but listen, guys, our country, many states in our country, I'll put it that way, are reopening. Uh, keep in mind that there are people who want some who haven't, they haven't had any time off. They've mm -hmm. been working through all of this. There are those that are going back to work. But I love how Angela brought it home to, because you hear people talking about numbers and stats and all of these different things, but it still comes down to human resources, actual people, ourselves, and our neighbors. Mm -hmm. This involves ourselves, our families, and our neighbors. So, you know, as much as people try to talk up here, bring it mm -hmm. back down to the heart, as they say. Yeah of yeah. the matter yeah. and that's where we that's where we are with this all right Angela, you got any leading words of wisdom for our women this week yeah i i think that we talked about learning earning and burning right and so 
this is a time to be learning what's going to affect your earning, right? And let's try not to become a burning topic. <laughs> All right, everybody, have yourselves a great week. We'll catch you. I'm going to clean up this soap mess over here and all the things and i'm just gonna go chill out for the rest of the day good Y'all have a great day all bye. right bye go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on twitter instagram and facebook it's all about the buzz yeah.